Hello everyone, I'm Sophie Marin and this is Arts Dynamics Talks. This began as a live stream series on Facebook during COVID-19 when I started interviewing artists and creatives and changemakers within arts, culture and entertainment all around the world. I wanted to learn more about what they are doing to pivot, what's happening in their corner of the world and also what their future plans are post-COVID-19. As it happens, this began as a 12-part mini live stream series, but is now growing into more episodes. So thank you all so much for tuning in and for listening. We've also been uh, asked to do this as a podcast, which is why you can now hear the audio versions on Spotify and other platforms as well. So happy listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more information about Arts Dynamics, go to artsdynamics.com and connect up with us on social media. So with that, have a great day and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Arts Dynamics Talks, episode number nine. I'm Sophie Marin, and I'm thrilled to invite you all back again to this series. And uh, before I introduce the guest today, uh, this lovely lady that you can see here on the screen, and if you are now listening to the podcast, hopefully on the photo that's attached to the podcast. Before we begin today, I'd just like to take a few moments and really thank everyone for tuning in so far. You see, I founded this uh, Arts Dynamics talk series when COVID-19 hit to really tap into the arts community worldwide and see what's happening, what's going on, how are you doing, what's not working anymore, what is working, and to see how we could help and support each other and really inspire each other to find new solutions. I am a firm believer that we, you know, we don't have all the answers ourselves, but together as a community, we can most likely find new answers and help co-create new solutions. And uh, I also wanted to especially say thank you to Planet Hughill and Robert Hughill, who have also featured this um, live stream series in that musical blog, Planet Hughill. It's a wonderful music blog from the UK. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much. That means also so much to us. So with that, uh, as you know, you've been with us for a few weeks or even months now. We've focused a lot on, you know, how to pivot and how to thrive. And we've talked a lot about how important the vision is and how important it is to have clarity, what you want to do, what you're passionate about, and so that you can set out a new direction. So what you want to do, when you want to do it, and then figure out the how and with who. So when I came across this lady next to me, uh, and I've actually followed her, uh, we, we've been uh, in the same communities for a few years, it, we discovered the other day. And uh, when I, I've sort of seen her work, and I know that she is an expert in, in the field that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, so I just thought, what better way than to invite a vision board queen to this uh, live stream today? And uh, so I got a chance to speak to, to her last week, and we had a wonderful conversation, so inspiring. And I knew that she was up to some really impressive work in the UK and also having an international impact. So Tendai Chagueda, sorry, uh, I'm so thrilled uh, to have you here today and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. What a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I, I think what I'm really inspired by, not only your, your incredible energy and all the amazing things that you do, but also your DJ background, uh, DJ teaching, vision board guru I mentioned, and even vision board queen. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and for people that don't know you, what do you do? What are you up to? Hi. So yeah, you pronounced my name perfectly. I'm Tendai Chagweda. And the, the name is from Zimbabwe. I was born and I live in London, UK. I am a visionary. So um, I teach people how to transform their visions to reality using vision boards. Um, and prior or during doing that, I'm also a DJ teacher. So I have got a DJ school, got one of my bits of equipment here. I have pivoted because of COVID and using newer forms of equipment in order to adapt. So I've, I've got a DJ school based in Peckham, South London, teach people how to physically DJ offline, adults and kids, and now pivoted to online teaching because of this COVID experience that we've experienced. And I also teach social media in a university, my local university called South Bank University. So I teach people how to market themselves effectively using social media. 
So I'm a, what people call a serial entrepreneur. And it's worked really, really well for me during this crucial time, which we, you know, it goes under a host of names, but COVID-19, lockdown, um, you know, the world's changing. There's been so much different name, names for it. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny because when I, I started my journey of entrepreneurship, everyone said, stick to one thing, just do one thing at a time. That's what's going to make you successful. And I'm a personality type in Maya Briggs, an ENFP, and we are renowned for doing lots of things at once. And I've done numerous personality tests and my personality type likes to be kept busy doing numerous things. Um, so it's worked really well for me during this time, during this COVID period. But in short, those are the three things I do. The, the DJ school, the vision board workshops and the, the social media workshops, which I'm now doing all three of those online and offline as and when requested or as and when I put on workshops. Mm, that's amazing. And how did you get into vision boarding? I mean, coming from a DJ you know, perspective and all of that, tell me. Great question. So vision boarding, I've been doing for over 25 years. It's, for me, it's always been a way of life. Vision boarding has been a, a way of me believing I could write, write something down or draw something or have words, put them on a piece of paper. So for me, I, in the first form, I was doing them aged around nine years old with a scrapbook. That's what they were known as then. And if I really, really wanted something, I came from an, a non-privileged background. So there was a lot of things I always wanted. And I'd just put them, you know, I'd get, I'd see them in a, a magazine or a catalogue. Back then we had catalogues. And I'd put them onto this sheet of paper. And I managed to get them years and years and years later in many instances or I drew trainers and I managed to fortunately get them um, when my mum had previously said, there's no way on earth you're going to get those. <laughs> so for me, um, from the age of nine, so we're talking 30 years ago, I've been a, an avid fan of thinking things into existence or speaking things to existence. Because even though vision boards are visionary things, it's very much what you're telling your mind you can or cannot achieve. And more so what you can achieve and whether that be, whether that be by you saying to yourself, I really want this pair of trainers, drawing it onto a vision board. You're telling yourself something in the first instance. So I've always been a believer of being very, very careful what you speak into existence and being careful what you wish for. Mm, speaking to existence, I love that phrase. That's so mm -hmm. important. I, I've talked to, uh, to a lot of people lately, many artists, you know, especially like you said, with COVID or whatever we decide to call it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we have to be careful a little bit about what we tell ourselves, the words we use, even when describing something or, or even, you know, for ourselves, the word we use to describe ourselves to other people. So what you just said, I think, is, is really important to highlight. But Tendai, with uh, you, based on what I, what you're telling me, if I understand this correctly, the whole vision boarding and, and how to sort of um, see very clearly what you wanted and then manifest it, has that been with you your whole life, do you think? And you use that then when working with musicians and DJs? or Great question again. Yeah, it very much has been. Um, as I said, from around the age of eight or nine, I noticed how I was like one of the only people in my family that was really, really careful about the words that were spoken and if someone spoke badly of someone else I would always I wouldn't say scorn them but I'd say don't say that I was very very aware that it's it's nice to be nice you know the law of attraction is what I practice mm. vision boards is a is one very small aspect of the law of attraction but I've gone along with that because it's been so so successful for me and then the people that I work with children and adults um, some people, especially creatives, we're very visionary people. So when I've shown them, for instance, my vision boards, when I've shown, shown my vision boards in the very different formats that I have, you can see the attention is completely different opposed to me saying, write down a list of goals. So I know I've got their attention with regards to, okay, we're not just talking about the same old things that my teachers or my peers or my mentors or coaches have, have said to me. We're talking a whole different language here you're saying it's okay to think of an image and put it down on a piece of paper. I'm, I'm literally giving people permission to dream in a, in a multicolored way, if that makes sense. 
And that works really well with the DJs, um, with the DJ school that I've been doing. I have been working with groups and individuals. I've received funding. We can go into that a little bit later. But with, as part of my program, I ensure I like to find out where people are coming from. What are your dreams? What are your hopes? And some people find that hard to, to say on the spot in an elevator kind of pitch. Mm. However, when they're given the permission to, to come back to me in a format where I say, okay, let me see in images what it is you'd love to achieve. That's where I notice people are able to open up and say, oh, if you're asking what, what, I, what my dreams and hopes are, here you go, here's the image format. And I give people a basis, I give people a template, asking them to look at a number of different areas, everything pertaining from health to wealth, including career, um, relationships, um, love, community, asking them for different things in their areas, just to get them to open up and not just to think in one format, because many people, when they do vision boards, are Initially, some people think of the whole um, love only, or they think of career, or they think of money. That's people's usually mode zone that they go into. But it's letting them know it's got such implications. Like we really can help with the destiny in our lives in, in a number of areas. So, hey, why not have a format? Just like in school, they have a curriculum. With my vision boards, I have a curriculum in the form of, hey, guys, let me find out where, you, where you're at with regards to health, mentally. Mm physically you know spiritually where where are you so yeah it works with students in that way yeah it sounds wonderful it's like a business model canvas but for vision boarding with all those little boxes like you said yeah. uh and, and and what i love about what you tell us also is is um because as i mentioned when i work with artists a lot you know helping them you know strategize about the future we do talk a lot about vision and, and these things but it is a completely different thing writing things down compared to cutting images out or posting visual images, you know, on the wall. And what you just showed us, would you care to show that again? Uh, your, yeah. your vision board, just to show everybody, you know, what it can look like. Okay. So my initial one that I showed, showed you was, this is what I've done on PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. That's a PowerPoint version, but it's very scattered. And at the time, my mind was only on career and Career, that's literally everything on this board was just pertaining to my career. Yeah. And I did, I was very, very fortunate. I, I succeeded in quite a bit of these areas. And that's when I realized, hold on a minute, I'm onto something here, like onto something serious. I didn't want to return to a nine to five job. I was mm. working in the Shard and I didn't want to work for people again. So I threw myself into how do I want my journey as an entrepreneur to look? I wanted to be on BBC. I wanted to get awards. I wanted to work with companies in, where are we? In Brooklyn. <laughs> I wanted mm. to do TED Talks in Brooklyn, work with Tony Robbins, you know, do his courses. So everything that was on there, my mentor on there who I've manifested, I've got her brand on there as well. FEA at one stage have been on this. I want to be the captain of my own ship. So it was very, very pertaining to one key life area. Now what I do is I do my board on a using Canva, which is the mm. equivalent to Photoshop. And just think of one of those areas that I've shown you. That's just all here now. That's one area here. And then that's my love area. That's my passions, what I love to do, travel. And then further down is how I want my home to look like. Mm. So now I do it on, I'm literally as we, as, People call me vision board queen, manifesting queen, because mm. I've super zoned in on each of those areas and put them all onto one board. It took some time, but I have manifested like oh, exponentially. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And we met through uh, Kerry Green and, and Female Entrepreneur Association, which is one of many communities that both you and I share. Uh, yeah. And she's amazing. So if you see this, Carrie, I just want to give you a shout out. Uh, she's been a big part and that community has been a big part of, on in the growth of my own company and us being here today. So uh, congratulations also for achieving now. I know you are a team leader there now. And um, yes, yeah, <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah. Even that in itself, people assume that once you create a vision board, that's it. You put the images up. People ask, where are we supposed to stick this and how do we make it work? The way you work, make it work is by continuing to use the law of attraction. So there are many, many areas that you need to be, you need to be bold. You need to take action. You need to, 
meditate for, for instance meditating isn't for me but it works for some people so you need to find out what works for you um, and I've got workbooks and I, I give people examples of the different kind of law of attraction things that we could be doing on a re the more we're doing and the more regular we're doing them the more we are going, going to manifest so one of the manifestations we've carried with the female entrepreneurship association is that I took some I, I took some action I took some bold steps and mm. what I love about Carrie and, and the the podcasts that she shares. Do you watch her podcasts as well? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big fan. Very, yeah. very inspirational when she speaks. And you'll just hear her say, you'll even hear her saying, she's such a successful woman, seven figure, but she says she made action steps. She was bold. She approached people. Don't be scared, afraid of rejection. Go for it, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I did in, in, in her instance, I was like, I'm going to reach out to her, you know? And I reached out to her. And I'm really glad I did. I'm an action taker anyway. And that's one thing that I, the message that I get from Carrie a lot is that you need to take action. And that's what I, I notice a lot of people don't do. They create these vision boards or, or do these magnificent moves. And then that's it. They, they kind of come to a halt. But it's the steps that you're taking thereafter that can, can make or break your success, right? Yeah. And I think also within the arts right now, so much so many people have lost a source of income you know yeah. gigs have been cancelled uh, teachers that teach students children adults uh, offline suddenly found themselves without a source of income so uh, to have that and to come from that and not knowing what to do next and moving online and all that comes with that it's not that easy always and you might not have all the answers but like you said it's about you know envisioning what you need to do or, or also taking action but there is this phrase that I love, imperfect action. Just doing what ah. you have to do. Isn't that great? Ah, you're on. You've made my heart <laughs> skip there. That is so true. So, yeah. so true. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm speechless there because it's true. Yeah. It's, it's one thing saying it and it's another thing being reminded. And that's why it's so important to listen to podcasts like the ones that you share. It's kind mm. of like reminders. When I hear you speaking with your guests and I, you kind of think you know it all based on the topic that you see yeah. written down that they're going to discuss. And you always learn something new, you know, yeah. with um, the host, the questions that you guys are, that you ask or the guests, um, yeah, giving you that information. But, and it reminds you, oh, yeah. Let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's just go for it. And and many people within the arts that come from opera and theatre and classical music and, and working very much with sort of, you know, the productions were always striving. And I find that with most people within the arts, you know, really looking for the very highest quality, working so hard behind the scenes, waiting for the opening night, you know, when, when the premiere is there and you celebrate the success and, and then you have a run, for instance, and even with your concerts or productions, you really, you know, prepare yourself beforehand, again, behind the scenes to share that magic on stage with the audience once you're ready to go live. Whereas now suddenly you have to just, again, jump online and find other ways of connecting with people. And how can you do that in a way where you don't lose that integrity and the high standards, but at the same time, it's a completely different ball game. So the imperfect perfection or imperfect action, it, it, I find, helps me also explain, you know, just get out there and test it out. And it is scary. And it also allows people to see sides of yourself that they might not normally do as an artist. They see you on stage. They see your stage persona, uh, your, your, you know, your brand. But you as a person, you know, doing ballet in your kitchen or, you know, singing, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. That's a completely yeah. different story. Do you have any comments on that? I love that. It's, that pertains to um, being being confident in, in jumping out of your comfort zone and taking inspired action. So something's inspired you to want to do something. And going back to your point with regards to it, might, you might have not perfected your pitch. You might not have perfected a portfolio, how you want something to look, but approach somebody. So I'll share an example where I was DJing for an organisation called Enterprise Nation which is an organisation that's working with the government, more so with Downing Street and NPs and the likes, in order to help entrepreneurs um, a lot more. Um, so the founder called Emma Jones, she's, um, she's now an, I think she's got an MBE as well, and she's helping entrepreneurs become successful in their business. So my first point is, as an artist, 
it's important to join organisations like yourself, like yours, um, Sophie, as organisations, associations that work with creatives and work with entrepreneurs. So you're paying either a monthly fee or you're paying a yearly fee. Now, um, the importance of that is not, not only just to be using the resources that, they sh that you can um, share or, or have use of, but more so for the community that you're going to be around and putting yourself amongst like-minded people because you may be able to throw something out in the community with regards to, something, to you not knowing something. But with regards to talking about um, inspired action and coming out of your comfort zone, I was DJing for this organisation, Enterprise Nation. They was on my vision board since I'd met them. In fact, they were on my, my laptop. That's how much I love this organisation. So I had them as a sticker on my laptop. And then I got an opportunity to, to work with them, to DJ for them at a big event they were doing for a couple of thousand entrepreneurs, DJs. And I met the founder of this, organ uh, of this building that I'm sitting in. Um, and the founder has got now 52 buildings within London, including the Shards. And he helps other entrepreneurs to, um, to get exposure, to have access to these spaces. Now, I heard him speaking so he was a keynote speaker so it's important to you know listen in on podcasts like this because you get to find out about events like that so i found out about that event um keynote speaker i thought great yes i missed i missed carrie um what was her name uh her name's completely gone i missed carrie green's tedx talk however mm. me being in a room speaking with another millionaire that's talking about his success and his rise that's going to inspire me differently so um, in between me to DJ and I'm hearing what he's saying. I had no idea he was going to be there. And I thought, I need to approach this man. He's so brilliant. I had no idea that this type of organisation had existed for entrepreneurs. So he finished his talk. Um, and it obviously was so good. Everybody swarmed him. So I made sure, and this is what I tell people to make sure you have all the time. Make sure you guys have this all the time. I had a flyer. So... Mm. I got my flyer out and I was like, pleasure to meet you. I was just playing the background music for you guys. It's really, really great. Heard what you were saying. I'm going to tweet you and I'm going to send you an email. So I physically gave him something. So it's really, really important. It might have been scrunched up. It might have been my last one. It wasn't, luckily for me, but for you, with regards to something being imperfect, it's still really, really important to remember how you're going to make yourself memorable to um, the person you're speaking to because it's one thing saying oh yeah I'm going to tweet you my name's inspiring DJs but it's another thing physically giving him something and then saying you're going to do that and following through so follow through as well is another big thing with regards to the law of attraction so I've approached this gentleman um, gave him a flyer and then I think in my head I thought to myself oh no tender I should have given him this flyer, I think it's the other way around. I gave him one of these flyers, which was Quest for Success, but I wanted to give him my DJ one. Well, whatever way it was, for me, I thought to myself, that was imperfect. Oh, sugar. So I made amendments by making sure I tweeted straight away. Just heard this gentleman speaking. Fantastic keynote talk. I mentioned some, I paraphrased some really, really good bits that I loved that he'd done and tweeted him. I noticed that not only did he retweet me, he responded to me. I looked through his timeline and I see that, saw that he didn't do that with anyone else. Not because I was special, but because nobody else done it. Mm. And these are the things that we need to remember. Imperfect, yes, gave him the wrong flyer. But I perfectly made up for it in my way by saying, let me follow through, or would have followed through anyway, by tweeting as well. And then also saying, I'm going to drop you an email and subsequently dropped an email. And that was the start of a, a brilliant relationship that I now have with them. If that's ever an example, that's one. So I now have access to um, offices in the Shard. And now, I thought it was um, 39. It's actually 52 other locations within London. They've just got Canary Wharf is a recent one. And another recent one is in Hammersmith. And I've got access to this beautiful space where I have meetings with fellow entrepreneurs, musicians, DJs, people that want to level up and do bigger and better things with their life. And I have these meetings with them and I've now got beautiful spaces and premises. And that's something which I put on my vision board mm. two months before meeting him. In fact, a month before meeting him, I put it on my vision board as a breakthrough goal that I needed pre premises in North, East, South and West London 
So the minute I met him and he said, he's got all these spaces, I was like, universe, mm. this is meant to be. So I felt that I'd messed up when I gave the wrong flyer, but I followed through, you know, and I saw that nobody else did. So I stood out and you yourselves, you as creatives and as artists, think outside of the box. And, you know, we've got brilliant minds as creatives, you know, so we don't do the norm. Some people may have just sent an email. That email would have gone through the whole PA system, you know, the whole PA process that he would have. Subsequently, as soon as he's going home, he wants to see who's tweeting about my talk, who's mentioned me. It's only one person I'm going to remember her. She's the one that gave me the flyer too. So, yeah, yeah it's just being, um, taking that initiative is the right word I'm thinking of. Taking the initiative to think out of the box and then not only think, do out mm. of the box. Yeah, so I thought to myself, I need to connect with him. How am I going to do it? Just do it. That's the next step. Yeah. So, um, for, fortunately for me, I'd already had it as a plan. I'd had it as a breakthrough goal. That That's what I need. I know I'm going to be on the right step with my vision boards because I need premises in North, East, South, West London. I couldn't have meetings in the premises that I was using. Um, so that's, yeah, that was, the, that was the law of attraction working really fast. So that all manifested within two months of me putting that on my vision board that had manifested. That is such a powerful story. And for those of you listening to Tendai Talking, if this sparks any ideas, please make some notes and share them with us as well. We'd mm. love to hear, because this is important. What you're basically saying is set the intention. That way yes. it's becoming clear what you want. And it's easy for you to spot opportunities when they arise, right? And you also Thank mentioned, you. and this is so important, you know, the, how important it is to show up. And you, what I really love what, about what you said also is that even these people that we look up to, they too really value when we give them shout outs. And I talk Absolutely. a lot about the importance of giving before asking uh, and Absolutely. to adding value instead of, again, asking and wanting people to do things for you. And that's what you did. You shared him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, I've done it quite excessively as well because it was a fantastic talk. And mm. I was so amazed that nobody else had said anything like, his talk spoke to my soul. I was like, this man's a millionaire and he's sharing these gems with us. And like Carrie, he, and like yourself, he was saying, you need to take action. Mm. Be grateful. Show gratitude. These are really, really basic things that I find people aren't doing. Mm. Hence, setting up Quest for Success for Vision Ball in the Vision Ball format, because I'm finding I'm having to teach people and remind people the importance and the success that can come out of you connecting with people genuinely and being grateful. Um, yeah, so much fantastic things can, can happen. And it's not something that comes naturally to people. I think that's what it is. It's mm. not something that comes naturally. People are thinking in their heads, that's great. This is a great talk. They're thinking that in their heads, but they're not cascading that over. And mm. you'll be amazed at what happens by you just commenting, you know, make a comment. Let Sophie know how great her podcasts are. That's how <laughs> I connected with her. I checked out her, her podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. And I'm learning something here. This is fantastic. People appreciate feedback. Feedback is, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Mm. that's the same yeah. yeah that's a tweetable we need to tweet that <laughs> that is, is. I, can't, I can't remember who says that and i've got that on the bottom of one of my feedback forms yeah. i've got it from jack jack canfield um mm. do you know jack canfield oh lovely yeah so yeah i think that's my best story with regards mm. to thinking out of the box you know i gave him i gave the wrong it was impact perfect action i was so amazed by this man who's got premises in the shard 39 at the time it was 39 other 32 other locations in london at the time so i've now been a member for over two years and um every year they're building brand new premises we've got rooftop premises we've got premises with running tracks on them we've got oh, premises overlooking the um the the rivers here it's it's phenomenal premises everything that i envisioned everything that i've actually written and some of my my instagram so i use my instagram feed as my my very own vision board things that you're mm. speaking about you'll be amazed at, at what can can finally manifest from what you're saying yeah and also what you address is the fact that we do learn and receive information in different ways, also depending on who we are as a person, depending on our own genius. And the way you describe this particular situation is you talk to the person, 
You yeah. gave him something physical. You follow yeah. up with a written email. So you did many different things. And uh, when artists ask, you know, oh, Sophie, what should we do? You know, promotional material. Should we print something? Or, you know, our website, what should we do? And uh, I often tell them that it's important to have sort of different tools in your toolbox. And your little, is it even an A6 format? It's not that big. It's just it, an A6. Correct. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. So just yeah. as simple yeah. like that. Or if you're a musician, you know, your music or whatever it is, depending on what you do within the arts, obviously. But there's great learning in this. So thank you for sharing. You just proved a very important point. So Yeah, and you're mm -hmm. spot on. There's so many different ways. So when people ask me, how should I do my vision board tendai? Before, I used to be very fixated. This is what works for me, so this is how it's going to happen. Then I got to discover there's different... We have different ways of manifesting. So I'm a manifesting generator. There's actually within my program that I'm going to be delivering, there's a test that I'll be sharing. And you find out if you're a manifesting generator or a manifester, there's different kind of categories. So for me, it is about I have to take action there and then, whereas other people, they process things a lot slower. So me mm. telling people, you all have to do exactly what I do. It's mm. not going to be beneficial for every single person. So it's important to know what works for you as an individual. For some people, it's like, I need to connect just by email because I'm going to do so much research and the way I connect with email is going to be much more effective than me physically speaking to that person. That just doesn't work for me. That's what some people assume. But notice, as you said, Sophie, I've done all four different ways. I made sure I gave them something physically. I know I'm a connector. So connecting with people is definitely something that I do very well, whether it's face-to-face -face or online. I also then tweeted and whatnot. Maybe that was the least effective way, but it was effective because nobody else had done it. What may be your weakest format may be your strongest thing because nobody else had done it. So for mm. you, it would be strong. So that because that person works with tweeting. So that yeah. for them, that's their strongest way of communicating. So there's, as you said, there's no right or wrong way because it depends on you as the individual, the person who's receiving it, and then the in between. So you need to try, you need to try out all different formats. And I've been so, so successful in a lot of the connections I have. Carrie, my, I call her my mentor now. <laughs> Carrie has pointed out that, yep, Tendai, you are a networker and a connector. And I actually forgot about that. We've got COVID-19. So that's something that I'm doing a lot less of face-to-face. -face. So I forgot that that's where my skill lies. That's when my magic happens, when I'm connecting with people. However, we've got the online world now. So it reminded me, oh, yeah, Tendai. So keep it up online then. You can't do it physically, go into the events, because that's where I'll get the instant results for me. However, I can still try to capture that. And I have been able to just by being reminded that, yep, that's my superpower. That's my zone of genius. Absolutely connecting and also making people feel good, giving feedback. So for me, I notice that's the number one. And that's, that's not because I'm the greatest at it. It's because there's so few people that are doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah, that is true. And also, like I said, give positive feedback without it being asked for. So to basically yes. compliment someone or to, to lift someone up without them mm. having to ask for it is so, so powerful. And what you mentioned Very. about the genius uh, in, in uh, within arts dynamics, and, and we are linked to Roger Hamilton and to the Genius U educational platform that is all about empowering entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, but arts dynamics obviously is within the arts in particular. And when you mentioned the different geniuses, you know, one, maybe being more detailed oriented we would call that a steel genius you know winter ah. energy whereas the summer energy you're bubbly easy to network easy to talk to people the the spring yeah. energy the dynamo is highly creative got thousand things going on at the same time <laughs> and very good at starting things but not often good at, at finishing things and then the, yes. the autumn energy was is the tempo energy this is very much about timing and service and sort of nurturing your contacts so hr people you know and then people looking after uh, and and, and making sure you stick to the plan uh, so uh, for artists and also now you listening into this uh, stream and podcast thinking about what should your next step be also uh, based on what you're saying Tendai as well really confirms that think about also your zone of genius because you're mm. in the arts doesn't mean that you have to be a particular type of person so you could know you could for instance be very detail oriented you might not be very extrovert in fact 
many artists tend to w yeah. want to spend more time by themselves and they can be out and about, you know, in front of a large crowd of people, but really not sort of go one-on-one -on -one or do these networking things. So yeah. uh, maybe just, you know, is, is, but, but a vision board still is important, right? Am I correct? You know, you still need to have the overarching vision, your why, you know, what you want to do, and then the details, how you go about it, and, and also what kind of team you need to maybe, you know, connect up with, you Absolutely. know, that comes next. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. So your vision board is like a roadmap of mm. where you want your life to be. It could be short-term goals and also long-term goals, more so long-term goals, because it's very much like, what's your absolute vision but you can also have your shorter term goals on there so yeah with a vision board it's, it's like a roadmap. it's something I highly recommend to people as well because mm -hmm. people mainly have to-do lists I've got a lovely planner here um, this is a passion planner um, mm -hmm. and within it they've got ro um, mind maps within there so sometimes you've got the circle and it springs off into like a spider graph mm -hmm. that works for me but I really look at it when it comes to my vision board and then more so me noting down the things that I've manifested from my board with the eight life areas, I then divide them up. And I've written here the things that I've manifested. One of them, the funniest thing I've manifested actually is a broken arm. Because I always used to say, give me a break. That was the words that always used to come out of my mouth at one stage. Give me mm. a break. And I broke my arm. I laughed to myself. I, I put myself to blame there. I was actually having too much fun doing something anyway. But I, 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 lo I looked at the language that I use myself. I was like, oh my gosh. But I, with my vision board, I'm then with the eight key life areas, I write down the, the different things that I've managed to manifest in, you know, in each of the areas. And me manifesting funding, we're talking about, um, how artists can break free and one thing I, I highly recommend for you guys here is to look at your local council and look at the funding that they're, lo they're offering in your area because I've seen that being increased tenfold to be totally honest because they really want to encourage local people to have good well-being. How do we have good well-being? By doing the things we love. Who do we need for people like for things like that? Us, us mm. artists. So I prior to me Prior to COVID-19, I've been um, funded by my local council over £10,000 um, to help people within my local community because they could see not only is she a DJ, she's been invited to Downing Street as a DJ. I was invited to 10 Downing Street and I spoke to the Prime Minister's advisor about my programme, about my DJ programme, why I'm doing it. I spoke about the fact that um, I'm not a person with a, a, a degree or higher education However, I teach in a university and the language that the whole of them spoke um, when I was at this round table meeting, it could be seen as quite intimidating for people that have never gone to university. So it's important for them to be exposed to environments like that. And that's why I've set up my school so that at my DJ school so that they can feel confident in being around those environments because they're aware of their superpowers. What are their superpowers? The things that they're good at, the things that Tendai has shown them look, let's do a SWOT analysis. Where are your strengths? Where are your opportunities? What's your zone of genius? It's important to understand where your strengths are because I used to be a baritone player. So um, I didn't do a biography about myself, but I used to play baritone, trombone, saxophone, sorry, not saxophone, clarinet, um, and quite a few instruments. I was very, very good at instruments, but I knew I wouldn't make it make a living I assumed I wouldn't make a living doing it I was encouraged by my parents that no you're great at maths so that's what you're going to do so I didn't pursue an, an area and a career in that I, I kind of left it after high school however I should I, I was able to identify in my own SWOT analysis that I'm great with music just a natural ability with music so it would make sense for me to do something pertaining to that area in this instance it was DJing it took me 30 years for me to take the plunge to even start to become a DJ, which is a shame. Had mm. I been encouraged from a very, very young age, I, would, I could have been a completely different person. And this is why I said to the community why I want to do it, so that people are encouraged from a very, very young age and working with people as young as six. So people are encouraged to find out what their strengths are and to then, um, yeah, to then, you know, keep those in mind when when working with 
with anything that they're doing in school, high school, college. And then for those of you that are in these COVID times, it's finding out to yourself, okay, there's these funding from my local council. They're asking for anybody that has the ability to teach, do you? They're asking for anybody that has a skill that they think other people will benefit from. Yes, you probably all do. And I'd love to hear in the comments, do you have a skill that you think that other people can benefit from? So your skill may well be your great pianist or saxophonist. What other skills do you have? Could be something as great listener, which is the typical thing. But looking at my own SWOT analysis, I've got that, yeah, I'm great at connecting with people. I'm an optimist. I enjoy talking. So I do a lot of, of my Facebook lives. I use my strengths and I'm like, I can talk for England. You know? <laughs> so why not? What kind of jobs can I do? What kind of roles can I do to do in that? So when it comes to the council opportunities that um, I've been given, afforded, I was able to put all of those things together. You know, I've been invited to the, my local, um, sorry, I've been invited to Downing Street. I have DJed for, for organisations, you know, and I want to teach other other children if they've got a skill that they can be doing that and my vision was for children to be DJing at all of my local events that's my absolute vision for children not adults mm. children to be playing the music at the events that we go to so that the kids feel involved to some extent and I think that's going to be incredibly powerful and before I knew it that was a vision that I had before I knew it the council were coming to me can you provide us with DJs for the opening of our thing and I'm mm. like mission accomplished because I had in my head what my overall vision is working towards it and then for me that's how my manifesting is created so yeah having a vision in place um, based on your strengths and then looking for the funding that's available so it'd be great if each and every one of you guys that are watching this just go and look on your local council look at the funding that's there I, I promise you you will be shocked it'd be great if you can feedback as well to Sophie um, what funding you found and you know what you're going to be like tender you're going to go for it I've gone for five funding and I've been funded four times so the very very first time I went for funding I was rejected as soon as I was rejected I approached them I went to one of the councils each have um what are the name of these meetings that they have um not surveys I think of the right word but every count local council will have surgeries, that's the word. Every council has surgeries, and mine are in my local library. So I approached the councillors, I said, oh, can I just have feedback? And they were quite offended that I was coming to, to ask, why didn't I not get money? And it wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't just asking, you know, why didn't I get it, I deserve it, da, da, da. Just like for a job interview, when I've not been accepted for a job, I will always ask them, thank you so much for considering my application. I'd love some feedback in order for me to, to do better and be better. I'd love some feedback. And from there, that's when I was on their radar. I actually was on my council radar, not because of how good I was, but because I was rejected. Mm. And then, and, but subsequently, how I followed through. And since then, I've been invited to events. They've invited me to, to light up uh, my local Christmas tree with the mayor. And then my, my local mayor, my Southwark mayor, sorry, the deputy mayor of Southwark, invited me to the... Um, what's their name the ombudsman ah I've forgotten the name uh, but they've invited me to some really really big um dues and the mayor's got his own car so I got invited in the car he'd come to my I had an event in the shard and then we went from the shard onto one of his events and got to know each other on that capacity mm. so I'm building and building these relationships based on initially getting rejected following through and showing them this you this is your loss you know you mm. said no I made sure they saw me at number 10, outside number 10, because you can't take pictures in number 10, but outside number 10, I made sure they saw that. And I knew that would be via social media. I do newsletters as well. So newsletters that I subsequently sent out, send out to people that are in my mailing list so that they can see she's a musician or she's a creative, but she's on a very, very business level. So it's important to speak the same language as you're speaking to for the people whose attention you do want to attract. So when you're looking for clients, of course, you're then going to, going to be speaking their kind of language in order for you to be able to, for them to be attracted to you. And that's the art of what I do. As I said to you guys, I, I work in a university and I teach people the art of using social media effectively, i.e. 
people approach me and that's what I love. So you're do, it's less work for you to do because people are approaching you because you've just spoken in a language where they're like, I need to know more or I want to learn from her or I want to fund her. And I've got these great relationships with councils, with CEOs and founders and subsequently clients as well and then parents of students because of the way that I'm sharing all of this information, all of these many, many things that I'm doing. So, yeah, it's important to know, and I'd love to hear from you guys, what kind of funding you can go for, because you all each have that ability to teach someone locally in your area, each of you. And that's what's going to be, probably propel you and get, get you guys out of your comfort zone of doing what you're currently doing to the next level. So you're levelling up and saying, OK, I'm actually going to start teaching. Mm, true. And I have a, 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 a comment here. Great talk. Realized I need my own vision board. So that's great. Ah, uh, and, and what I find with this is, uh, I mean, it sounds so easy, but obviously it isn't easy to everyone, for everyone to, to do what you've done. And I know that we've got people in this community who just like yourself also want to work with kids and, oh. and teach them things and, and maybe kids with autism or HDAD or similar things. And I know that you do too. You work with mm. children also in the spectrums Absolutely. so uh, and and so when you say you work with local government and you're able to get them to acknowledge what you do so what i heard you say and correct me if i'm wrong is number one mm -hmm. you set the intention main clear yeah. this is what i want to do number two mm -hmm. you look into funding and see where you can get financial support because we are entrepreneurs after all yeah so yeah. we need yeah. to make sure that we get funding and for anyone listening to this please make sure you get funding one way or the other. And you say mm. that if you are rejected, don't take no for an answer. Contact yeah. them, even though they might feel, you know, make you feel that you're pestering them, but still contact yeah. them and find out what is it uh, that made them say no so that you can tweak that and reapply again. But also I'd like to ask Tendai, apart from that, how do your local governments and all these, I mean, you obviously, you're at national level and even bigger than that. But how, apart from just having the intention and the vision board, did you do anything else? Or anything that so, you can yeah. advise people to do so that they get acknowledged and, and are able to really do strike partnerships with their, with their local communities uh, so okay. to help them with their mission that they have? Good questions then. Okay, so for me... Again, I honed in on what my superpower was, and that was connecting with people. For some of you guys, it'd be great to know in the comments, are you aware of what your superpower is? And you're probably thinking, what could mine be? You know, is, is your superpower, some people it's copywriting, it's like getting your point across in communication. That's really, really, that works really, really well for you. Mm. For me personally, it's just connecting with people on a one-on-one -on -one level. So it started off by me going to meetings. I'm a networker, so I'd always go to different meetings. There was one in my local area and a gentleman, um, a gentleman who owns an organisation, he heard about what I'd done. Um, I was applying to a completely different borough to try and do my DJ classes in another college. And they said I could use the space and they was messing me about. And he said, I've got my space here, do it. And that's because I was able to articulate what my original vision is. That's where everything stems from. Me being able to say from the very, very get-go what my purpose was. And because I had that so, so clear and succinct, anybody I speak to or spoke to, mm. they were sold from the get-go. I knew exactly what it is I wanted to do. And then um, for me, I took inspired action. I'd done a, a Facebook live video and it kind of went viral. We had about a thousand views in about 10 minutes. It was really mm. bizarre. I was not even expecting it to happen. So I could see he was impressed that I just took action. So for me, it was using connections and links. Because sometimes, what do they say? Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, yeah. it takes a village is an African saying. It takes a village. You need to sometimes, yes, pair up with people. So that may mean going to networking events or fortunately for you guys, you can attend these events online. So it's, it's about going to the online local community events, doing your elevator pitch, letting people know what you do. And you'll be surprised, go to enough of those. Someone will be like, oh my gosh, I really, really would love to work with you. Mm. So a lot, of the, a lot of the DJing stuff that I've done, uh, it's been going to community Suffolk 
um, events. It's a big organisation that works with lots of small organisations. So just like um, your association and your organisation, that's why it's so good to network and, and level up and go to the, the paid versions because you can have the free community but once you start going to the paid community you're leveling up you're you'll start connecting with people on a different level because mm. people are the universe sees that you're taking yourself seriously yeah. you've invested invested in yourself financially mentally emotionally and energetically the universe is like okay you're ready now because anyone can go to free free facebook events but it's when you start paying and the universe yeah. is like okay you're being a bit serious here. So for me, that's when I noticed one of my coaches was £200. I would have never foreseen myself paying £200 for a coach. Yeah. The minute I did, I paid £200 for a coach. That's when my very first vision board program came into place. It was literally within a month. But because I'd already had this idea in my head, she told me her fee and I was like, oh, something just said, I need to go with this lady. Went with her, got a lot clearer of what I needed to get on there. And one of the things on the vision boards, I do have these vision boards for free, guys. Um, Sophie's going to sh share the information with you. But I have a free template here for you, a PDF that you can have. But my, one of my thing was relationships. And it's me saying I wanted a mentor who was on point, who already was skilled in, in the area that I wanted. And this lady, she bypassed it. She was so skilled. She was headhunted to go to a different state. That's how good she was. So when she told me her fee, I was like, well, I want to. I want an up level. Well, anyway, I'm going to start acting like the rich people do. And the rich people invest in themselves, personal development. I've noticed that's the big difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. All of the successful people I know, every single one I speak to, invest in themselves financially, leveling up in a membership group as the first step or paying hundreds of pounds for a mentor or client, opposed to just trying to get free information from every single place. And then things not materialising. So for me, um, it was connecting with people. And then when I was able to connect with people, I applied for the funding, I was rejected. But they saw me as a unit at that stage. So the minute I applied for the funding, rejected and had subsequent conversations, they was like, she's a real businesswoman. We know mm. what she's about. However, yes, you need to be a constitutional um, organisation or you need to be a limited company. And I think at the time when I first had started applying for funding, I wasn't. So yes, you do need to have the right setup of your company, but that's why it's good to network within your community because if you pair up with someone who's already doing, make some, someone who's already doing an art school, but they want an element of somebody who, who plays a recorder because they know that the kids, as well as the art school, they want a, a breakout session with someone who does a recorder. You come in together with somebody just like that. That's how it's actually started for me. That's where the magic can happen. So it's important to network within your local community and have your, your organisation. For some, I know for some of you are, are startups and some of you are, are, are already levelled up. Um, so applying for funding, as long as you can show, prove that your, your company has, you know, has paid taxes, for, for instance, has got a record. But yeah, the ability to get funding is good. It depends on the funder and what their requirements are, basically. But, yeah, yeah there's, there's lots of opportunities to either partner up or, um, yeah, get into, get into network and know other organisations so that you can partner with them. Yeah, so basically is honing in on your message once you're clear about what you want to do and to partner yeah. up with people that complement what you do. So if, if if networking is not sort of part of your foundation and who you are as a person and that's not in your natural genius, then partner yeah. up with someone who is and who might be able to speak for you. That's what I'm hearing you say. And also Absolutely. with arts dynamics, uh, what, what we talk a lot about is, you know, funding is one way of getting uh, financial support. And as you mentioned, around the world now there are different initiatives to support the arts. I would love to see many more initiatives. There are not nearly enough. As we know, the mm. cultural and creative industries generate a lot of money for countries. And uh, so I cannot understand why the programs aren't bigger to support the arts. But hey, we hopefully will get mm. that. But there are also other ways uh, to create income streams as artists. And uh, that's what, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship, that's what it's all about is, is being resourceful and looking into what you want to do and then various ways how you can package that and how you can create the different income streams. And uh, Tenda, I, I, in the UK, I, I noticed that the time is almost up. Oh, well, I could speak with you for hours 
hours. And I'm, I'm just curious <laughs> about the UK uh, compared to the rest of the world, where you see yourself now with COVID and in particular now with the DJs, uh, because the people I've spoke to, many have lost the physical um, whatever it is, dance workshops or concerts or, again, teaching in, in various yeah. fields. Uh, so they really had to move online. And we've had a lot of discussions about how can you move online in a way that it complements your offline business. And then mm. when the world opens up, it is, it is basically just uh, supporting what you want to do instead of just taking away. So with COVID in the UK and working with DJs, uh, what have you seen? Do you have any um, success stories, you know, from people in the UK? Because you are in lockdown, I know, uh, mm. having lived in the UK myself many years. I know you're not as free to roam as we are in Sweden and other countries have shut down even more. So what do you see in the music industry or in the arts industry in the UK? Just just short. Oh, great question. I see people having to be innovative. So as I pointed out, um, you know, I'm a DJ. I came from the turntable era. I, I loved DJing with the big, the real deal, vinyls. That's why I started at my school. I literally was DJing on vinyls. I now have a portable thing. This is how small it is. I've oh. had to adapt. So as long as you can adapt, think outside of the box. And the reason why I adapt is, is because I listen to the feedback from my clients. So after going from vinyl, I realized that's going to be quite a lot of, of luggage to lug around. And a lot of my people have been asking me, can you touch, show me how to DJ on this particular model? And I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm only doing this. And I was like, Tenda, you're going to have to go with mm. what, what they're asking for. And it was against what I wanted to do initially. But and now I'm actually liking it. So I had it as an addition. I didn't say that, that I'm going to replace it. So for me, it's adaptability, changing things, to check, trying things out and listening. Most importantly, listening to what your audience are talking about and saying and mm. asking for and going with that. Um, so, yeah, I've now had to move my classes using two devices. So one instance, we're on Instagram tv together and another instance we're on zoom because i need to see in one instance i need to see what they're doing with this and in another instance i need to see what's on their computer screen so i've had to adapt and and use different devices so yeah that's the main thing adaptability think outside of the box because i know there are other dj schools that have probably all been like okay we're going to show them how to dj in a different way they need to have their own equipment i'm hiring my equipment out so for me i'm saying right come to me i'll, I'll lend you my equipment and then mm. I'll show you from home. Not heard of anyone else doing that. So really, really thinking outside of the box mm. based on what my clients' needs were. Yeah, so true. So what, what are the new problems that your audiences or clients have today, I guess? Because people's yeah. problems change and uh, they yeah. might have a different they need a need for a different solution today and how you as an artist can help fill their need and speak mm. their language and connect up with them where they are. That's what you're saying. You mentioned the tweet earlier on. That person yeah. could be found on Twitter. So obviously it's great to be on Twitter. And depending on who your target audience are and who you want to connect up with, make sure that you are there where they are so that you can connect. So exactly. with that, we are nearly sort of at the end game of our fantastic session I, that we've had. Yes. Can I, can I say one more thing? Of and course. Then yes. Making sure that you articulate your new way of doing things on social media. So making sure I'll, I'll post up that I've had a private class doing it a completely different way and people will be like oh you're still doing classes and then I'll just all of a sudden I'll get a whole load more things so it's cascading to people even if you don't get lots of likes or engagement your ideal audience are always watching silently because not everybody gives feedback just like you perhaps you don't give feedback right so mm. you don't know what people are actually thinking so making sure you still share it because you'll be surprised at who's watching and who will then subsequently get in contact. Yeah, that is that is so true you say that, that you don't know who you see, who's watching what you do, who's being inspired mm -hmm. what you do, whose life you are touching just by being present and showing up and leaning in. I know just before COVID myself, I've always been super uh, scared of doing live streams like this. I would never, ever do that because my job was to help artists with their promotion and not to be here myself. Uh, but I can say just after these few months doing these live streams, it's helped not only get out of my own way and to do what I can to be of help to the people that I care deeply about, but also because I'm trying things out, 
it's also easier to to share with other people what they can do because I've learned I, and I have my own you know whims and failures and that way you can also pass it on to others. So before mm. we we um, break up for this session, Tendai, can you please just share with us you know what's next around the corner for you? Where are you heading? I'm, I know that you are up to so many great things. So what are your plans? <laughs> Again, just quite brief, but you know what are your plans? What's your next step? And where can we find more information about? My next step is getting the whole world to holistically look at what they want in a visual <laughs> in a visual format because this has manifested so much great things for me. I wouldn't be in the fortunate position that I am in right this very second without this vision board. And mm. on my vision board, it's really important. I get people to really discover what their purpose is and their breakthrough goal. I've now got a program. I've been doing this program with people offline um, and I'm now bringing that online. So it, it's easy to do things face-to-face. -face. It's nice. I've got my offices in the shard, so it's nice to bring people in my beautiful surrounding and premises and, you know, we're, we're really, really high up. However, people can do this from the comfort of their own home, including yourselves. So we've got this free template, which um, Sophie's going to be sharing with you. Um, and with that template, you then sub subsequently get emails. But with the template, you are given ideas of, oh, yeah, I should ask for this in the community section. I should ask for this in the love, health, wealth, career. And the program will then explain to you how you should be determining what your purpose is and what your breakthrough goal are. Because those two things for me are what have got me in this really, really fortunate position. And particularly, I'm still using these premises in the shard and the other premises that I've got. 39 well sorry 51 other premises for free you know oh. absolutely free it's it's a dream when people actually come to these premises and sophie when you come to london please yes i, I will open, i bring you some swedish open fish open arms. yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take time. And, um, yeah so i like people to visually see like wow I, I manifested bitcoin i manifested bitcoin in four months that's when i knew this is like crazy mm. um you know so everything I've been putting on these boards and my clients subsequently as well. I've got really, really happy clients. They're like, oh yeah, I now have got it clear. Because before people have just been writing, you know, things as a to, in a to-do list. You know, the typical way we do it, to-do lists and planners. But visually, that's what changed the game. So for me, it's doing this. Um, not too sure if you heard um, Carrie announce that I'm going to be doing vision board workshop within um, FEA and they've been big that that's been like one of my number one things to want to achieve so that's really really good so I'm going to be helping those kind of entrepreneurs that are in, within an organization and then subsequently um working with people like Sophie and that works with people like you that are watching for helping you to transform your visions visions that you don't even know you have you know like subconscious visions to reality it really really is possible i started my vision board career at the age of age of 40 i mm. wanted to do it from at least the age of 20 so i want people to be doing things a lot lot quicker than i it took me yeah yeah that's my, my aim. that's yeah, that's amazing. And I hope that we can lure you back for some more vision boarding within the Arts yes. Dynamics Entrepreneur Mastermind. And you yes. mentioned, you know, the idea of having a free community and a paid community. And for those of you tuning in, we do have a paid community, Arts Dynamics Entrepreneur Mastermind. We've just had a founding member launch and we've closed the door, doors, but we've opened up a waiting list for the official launch by the end of August. And we're going to do all the things that Tendai talk about. You know, be really clear about your vision and your direction, help you, you to find, you know, your entrepreneurial level where you are at what kind of arts projects you have and services you want to do how to repackage and pivot and move your businesses online and then scale up and build your team and leave a legacy so all of that is part of arts dynamics and i am so grateful tendai for you taking some time out to be here today and uh, to get the flair of uk as well like i said i've lived there in, in nine for nine years and i really love the uk and i miss it so much i'd love to visit you at the shard as well I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will post the links to Tendai. And uh, also, before we wrap up, I also wanted to mention that we do have a crowdfunding campaign. As uh, you might have heard, we've got this uh, toolbox that uh, we're about to build to really empower arts entrepreneurs. And we've got a, a crowdfunding campaign. So if anyone wants to join and support that, please do. As soon as we reach the goal, that toolbox is going to be created. And uh, I will share all of that with you, of course, because you are part of our community. So 
So with that, we'll share the links to your to Tendai. Follow her on social media and send her a tweet and say hello uh, or Instagram. Instagram, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> and, and so connect with Tendai after this talk. And again, thank you so much. It's been a very, um, very inspiring and empowering. It's gone so quick. Yeah, I'm going to have to start revamping my own vision board now. I'm like super fired up. So <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. So have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tendai. And thank you everyone for tuning in and see you again next Tuesday for those of you who want to be back then. So thank you. And bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, it's Sophie again. Thank you for listening. And I'm just here to say again that you are more than welcome to join us on social media. Just look for Arts Dynamics. And also, if you want more news and updates, go to our website, artsdynamics.com and sign up to the newsletter where you'll get some free treats, some resources and strategies and tools for free to help you pivot and thrive in the months and years to come. So with that, I wish you a wonderful rest of the day and look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode. Take care now.